Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Hello church, how are you today? Um, it's Josh Turner out here, Washington. It's a nice day. Rain season seems to be holding off. So, I uh, I was thinking a little bit about a couple verses. I heard a street preacher yesterday online, and uh, this is what kind of spurred this on. And he opened up with asking people, so are you, have you ever lied? Have you ever cheated? Have you ever stolen, swore, taken the Lord's name in vain, these things? And of course, most of the people, when asked these questions, they've at least done one or two of these things, right? So his immediate reaction is, okay, well, you're a sinner, unworthy of heaven. You need Jesus to save you. Now, this is true, right? All those sins may be equal to God and that that separation from him because of sin yeah can lead you to hell hey buddy garm come here oh what good boy <laughs> what a good boy touch my hand oh thank you oh thank you what a good dog good boy all right so anyways yes all those sins separate you from god but I think there's something we should talk about as Christians. Because if you're not a Christian, or if you don't hold yourself to a set of morals and values, well, then it really doesn't matter. You have your own set of morals and values, and you can do what you want with them. For the Christian, there's a couple verses that I think are important. So there's... There's a verse that Jesus talks about, and it's kind of a scary verse. But it talks about, go away from me, those who, those of you who practice lawlessness. Now, there's other verses that talk about practicing sexual immorality, thievery, these things. And I think my point today is that there's a difference between a human committing a sin and practicing a sin okay so the only kind of not the only one but the, the example i'm going to use is with men looking at women okay because i know for myself beautiful women are beautiful women so is it a sin when me being a married man child of god christian when I recognize that a woman other than my wife is beautiful. I don't think so. I don't think it's a sin to recognize that. Now, what may be a sin, and what I think is a sin, is if, once I recognize that a woman is attractive, I then pursue her. Or I then say you're in the grocery store 
you see a woman who's wearing clothes that maybe are too revealing or just revealing enough for you to sin, right? So instead of going about your regular business like you would do, having recognized this woman, seen that you're either attracted to her or you're not or whatever it is, if you then changed the course of what you were normally going to do and now you find yourself going down the same aisles as that woman or positioning yourself that you'll just happen to be a little closer to her than you normally would. Like we all know you weren't looking for them Brussels sprouts. Maybe you were, I don't know. So by then deviating from your path, because you recognize this woman as attractive and either moving closer to her so you can see her more or just trying to engage her for the simple reason that she's attractive, I think that that could be bordering on getting sinful, right? And I say this to make this point. The viewing of the woman and recognizing that she's beautiful for whatever reason you think she's beautiful is not the sin. The sin is the pursuit. The sin is putting into practice the skills that would lead you to commit a sin with her or the skills that would lead you to cause her to commit a sin. We do this a lot, I think, because in our heads, if I'm just looking at her, it's not a big deal. I'm really not lusting. I'm just looking at her. Or if I just follow her and stare at her butt, not that big of a deal. She doesn't even know. Whether she knows or not, you know. And so I think, yes, lying is wrong. Yes, sexual immorality is wrong. But for the Christian, there's none of us that could get through this life without saying we've done at least one of these. The difference with the Christian is that we recognize, yes, I stumbled here, but I do not want to practice this skill of stumbling and get better at the skill so I can still sin but not stumble anymore. That's, that's not correct. That's the practicing of a sin. When this happens, you know what you're not practicing? Love, the gospel, forgiveness. If you're going to put effort into a skill, try to make sure that that skill is not something that Jesus has warned you against. Because just like anything else, you're going to get good at what you practice. So if you practice staring at women, you're going to get better and better at it. Learn how to not get recognized. Learn how to make yourself inconspicuous or whatever the thing is. Learn how to make sure your wife doesn't see you looking at her. So if you find yourself practicing these arts, maybe reconsider. Reconsider, are you seeking this out? Or did your eyes just see a beautiful thing and you thought, ooh, that's beautiful. That's not so much a sin. If instead you've realized this one person works at this place every Tuesday, so you go, so you're able to see her and lust after her, sin. I would say that's a sin. Although what I say is a sin doesn't really matter. I don't get to make those decisions. But 
This happens with dogs. And so a good example of how you can get really good at something that is really not so good is biting. Okay. So if I was to ever say to somebody, your dog is a biter or your dog likes to bite things, that's usually a negative. It's usually not a good thing. Like, eh, your dog likes to tear up other things. But what if your dog is a canine for the armed services and his job is to take down what we perceive as being threats? The dog, after being trained to attack, does not make a judgment call on what it's attacking. It simply knows when the command comes, I am to go after the thing that I was commanded to go after and bring it down in these manners. So it has no forethought about, is this a good thing? What's going to happen to the person I bite? What is this going to cause me to do as a social animal? What is this going to cause me to think about these things, right? What it thinks is because I know how to do this and I'm good at it, that's my job. So my challenge to you, church, what are you good at and what are you practicing? If you find yourself always being the one who has the inside information and needing to spread it, maybe you are good at gossip. Is that something you should be practicing? If you find that every time you discuss the scripture with your brothers and sisters, that it turns into an argument, and that somehow you win that argument every time. Well, you may be good at arguing, but is arguing something you should be practicing and cultivating, making better? The idea behind this is you will get good at whatever you do. Be it praying, singing, drugs, cheating, whatever it is. What you practice will become easier for you. And if you don't recognize that you're practicing it, eventually you're going to get to the point to where when the command comes through your head from the demon, you will no longer be making a choice. You will simply just be doing what you've been trained to do. So for men, if the thought pops into your head that you want to look at porn and masturbate, just realize that might not be your thought. That might be a trap from a demon. Or maybe recognize that you have trained yourself for when you hit certain stimulus to go to porn, to have to find that release. So guess what? Now you're good at it. When you're good at something, sometimes you become the slave of that thing. Try not to be a reactionary being. Make sure whatever you're practicing is on purpose. And that not only is it on purpose, it has a purpose that is not you. Practice the things of God. Stay away from the things of darkness. And try to realize that habits sometimes are not just addictions. They're things you've trained yourself to do.
There are ways that you've trained yourself to respond. Much like when someone says, let's all bow in prayer. Nobody, nobody goes, what? Bow? I, I've never done this before. Nope. People bow their heads. They pray. They go through the motions because you've been trained. You've been trained to practice prayer. You have been trained to practice being with your community. Look at the rest of your life and figure out where have you been trained that might not be the correct way of practicing. If every time you hear a piece of scripture or a description of scripture that does that you don't like and doesn't go with your narrative, are you upset? Maybe you've trained yourself to be upset before you've trained yourself to investigate evidence. I have to do this with myself all the time. When my dogs aren't listening or when my brain can't calm down or when I feel restless and anxious, I have to ask why, what's causing this? Have I trained myself to feel restless and anxious in these kind of times? Another good example, my wife just left today go leave for a week for business i don't like when she's gone but i used to get sick sick wasn't really sick i was anxious i was nervous and i didn't like it so that manifested with my body saying oh well when we feel like this and this happens we are sick no longer i may be sad i may miss her but she'll be back god will take care of her and I no longer have to be sick when she goes because I've trained my brain to not connect those two dots. No longer will I connect the dot of when my wife leaves, I must be sick. Instead, I can connect the dots of when my wife is leaving, I will trust God. It's not always easy, but it's worth it. And so much like the dog, I must train him when you come to touch my hand, you will get a reward. Don't practice lawlessness. Don't practice the ways of, these, of this world. You will get what you practice. And all they promise you is pain, maybe fame, maybe money, probably not. Your Jesus promises you something else if you're willing to practice with him. I love you all.